This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day and welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly internet talk show featuring Pastor Xavier Reese and the Ministry of Calvary Chapel in Pasadena, California. How are you doing today, Pastor Xavier? Good, Tony. Excellent. Good, very good. We're excited about the opportunity today. With us in the studio, our production engineer, John Duran, who is all thumbs up. And my name is Pastor Tony Scotty. Our very special guests today, Luis and Veronica Rocha, Lord's service, servants to numerous different works. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about missions ministry and specifically about an event that was recently completed. Luis, how are you doing today? I'm well. Good morning, everyone. You look well. You have a, you have the perfect face for radio, Luis. You know that, don't you? <laughs> yes, I do. And his his wife, Veronica. Veronica, how are you doing? Fine, thank you. Good. good Thanks. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to be with us here today. Uh, as it happened again, you just completed an event this past weekend, a couple of days ago, in Baja, California, right? Yes, we did. You did. Yeah. Did you have a great time? Oh, you know, it was great. Did you get some rest since that? Uh, yes, uh, I finally recover. Now, most of these events, it takes place in the course of one 24-hour day. And so you guys left the church here at about 5 o'clock in the morning. And what time did you get home on, on Saturday night? Uh, we got home about 12. Yeah, 12 yeah. midnight. Yeah. About midnight. So then you did pretty good. You must have yeah. stopped to eat. Yeah. <laughs> we did. <laughs> what can you tell us about the opportunity? What exactly goes on at these events that you guys are involved with? Yeah, go ahead. Um, well, you know, it's uh, we've been doing this for a while. And uh, basically, we uh, have uh, dental people working. We okay. have doctors, mm-hmm. uh, hair cutters, uh, child evangelism, you know, which uh, they do a lot of work with the kids, uh, face painting, crafts. And all it's all geared towards... Uh, a uh, theme about the gospel. Amen. You know? So now is this, Veronica, is this all at one place? Um, it takes place in one location. Okay. Um, however, you know, as Luis mentioned, there's various areas that people can serve in from, you know, the child evangelism. They have food um, distribution that they give to the, the locals there. We have doctors. We have dentists. We have um, people that share the gospel, that counsel, to make themselves available Music, worship, all, um, of course, delivering the message and the gospel um, to to the various people. Pretty amazing effort. Yeah. A lot going on. I mean, for one, is it difficult to put an effort like this together? On our own, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It would be nearly impossible, I would think. Always, always, yeah. What what can you tell me about the other people who are involved in helping to organize the effort? I mean, apart from – because obviously – Doing a thing like this, if you're going to spend oh, one 12, 15, 18-hour day doing the work, there are lots and lots of hours in advance in putting the thing together. What, what, what are the, uh, what's the process like for the other people who are involved with you guys to helping organize the effort? Well, uh, I believe that the meetings that we hold um, on a regular basis, uh, just keeping everybody in task with uh, what we're doing, and uh, that's, I think that's basic, don't you mm-hmm. agree? Yeah, but I think really what you see coming together is in Corinthians, how you talk like all the members of the body are coming together to do one function. Mm-hmm. And they all exercising their gifts. So 
everyone takes part in it. You know, everyone mm-hmm. has mm-hmm. their their voice in the Lord. You know, I see them. You know, just exercise that. Amen. So and so, everybody does something different individually, but they're all working towards a common goal. Yes. And, and you guys see the Lord involved in just orchestrating and designating people for particular responsibility. Oh, he, he does everything. I mean, we we put things together, but as you know, it never quite works that way. Amen. And Amen. just it's, it's just awesome to see the Lord just put people together. And it really is. It easy. It's easy to say that. Yeah. You know, the Lord's really doing this. The Lord's doing that. But you really do see it. In a, yes, in a absolutely, practical absolutely. Way. And yeah. just just when I'm about to freak out about something, <laughs> the Lord steps in and he says, "Hey, take it easy, okay? I'm in charge yeah. here." Now, are all these people are they all paid uh, participants in this event? How does that work? Not at all. They're all volunteers. You know, they're all sold out for Christ, and um, they come and volunteer their time and their efforts and. Um, just for the love of Christ. And, yeah. and even you guys, honestly, you guys are both on staff at the church. Luis is involved in uh, the graphic arts and things, and Veronica is mm-hmm. part of the clerical staff here. But um, you guys don't get paid to go to Mexico and to do these activities. You do it all on a voluntary right. basis, basically. Right. It's yes, our ministry. Pretty amazing. Yeah. It seems like, you know, a, a pretty amazing job of administration. Uh, Pastor Xavier, is it normal or let's say common for people to misunderstand the way that ministry works? Yeah, I think there's a traditional ministry where you have a denomination that's been around for years and even centuries and they have their boards and their mission boards and deacon boards and whatever and they make plans and and that's not to say that God is not in that work either Mm -hmm. but it can become very mechanical and very structural and very political just yes. like the world. Yes. It's actually almost parallel to it. But we've been fortunate through the years that the majority of us were came out of the world. We were maybe Catholics, maybe Methodists, or maybe just pagans, whatever it is. But we never really practiced anything. We were living secular-wise. And, God, and we heard the gospel and God saved us. And by the grace of God, we began to study the word of God and God raised up a church and so we allow God to do the work and not programs. Um, as you know, the medical model that we have here, um, it's something that God has done. We never we never sat down and said, okay, you know what? It would be nice to have a medical outreach ministry. It was just something God brought about. Doctors came by. They were coming in the body here, and God put it together. And we've been doing it, what, from probably 15, 20 years now? Yeah, at yeah, least. At least. At, least. at least. So we said, well, you know, maybe the God just had this for this time. Let's see what happens. And we just keep doing it because the doctors keep going, volunteering. Um, some from Mexico, one or two, because you have to have that, as you know, for a license purpose or even to be able to do anything. But the majority of the nurses, the um, the doctors, they're all from here in America and they volunteer. And all the people. And because of that, you know, the system that we have, is, uh, um, as all of us know, it's, it's almost like, it's like a, a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. God has laid the thing out when they get down there. We, we, you know, we pray, we go, and as you guys know, you guys scout out where is the best place to put it depending where it's at. 
We don't go to the same place every time. We may go two or three times, but we try to scout out different areas because we're trying to meet the need of the people and reach the people with the gospel and not simply just give medical attention or, or, or some kind of uh, help that way. We certainly want to do that. And as we see that, God opens up the doors, and each person that goes, uh, they, they already know their gift. They know their part. And it's just like little termites, little ants. You just let them loose, and the and the camp gets the triage gets set up, and you got the evangelistic team. You got the people taking the temperature, the 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 basic um, uh, details of the person that are coming in, their vitals, and then they get switched over to the next doctor, and then the dental, and it's like a little oil machine. And then before they leave, we try to help them with whatever um, physical needs, with toothpaste, toothbrushes, different things, and medication. And uh, but they're being evangelized prior to the attention. Amen. They're hearing the gospel. People are ministering unto them because our concern is that they hear the gospel. You may be listening out there right now, and you may not know Jesus Christ. The most important thing in your life is to know that Jesus Christ came and He died for your sins. Jesus is God who became man, and He paid that price because He loves you. And God the Father poured His wrath out on His Son. And he fulfilled all the demands of all the sins of the world on his death and his resurrection. And if we believe that he is the Son of God, that the Bible says he is, and that he is the one who died for your sins, and that he's able to forgive you of all your sins and to give you a new heart, a new life, and you call upon him, you will be saved. Mm -hmm. That's biblical faith. So we act upon God's revelation, not on religious beliefs, not on emotions, not on works, but upon what Jesus did for us. So if you're out there and you don't know Jesus Christ, you can call upon him and be saved right now. And he will give you a new heart. He'll give you the Holy Spirit. He'll give you a purpose and hope for life completely. Amen. Amen. Pastor Xavier, as you're talking about the way that the ministry comes together, it's really the Lord has kind of set an open door in front of us with this opportunity. Do you think that a lot of our approach to these kinds of issues have to do with the example that was set for us and how we were trained and instructed by people who were involved in ministry? We didn't come from a real traditional model where there sure. needs to be all boards and control and people are really just praying and looking for an opportunity and open door. Now, sure. do you ever have people ask you, when they see uh, a particular ministry operating in the church where you serve, uh, gee, how can I set up a ministry like that? How can I make right. that happen? Right. What do you tell them? Well, we we do have people at times, you know, I want to be able to come to the church and this, maybe they're musicians and they're talented. So, you know, I really like getting involved in music. I'm, I'm a professional musician or, you know, I played music in another church and all that. And we're not interested in just plugging a hole, as you know. We usually tell people, sit down for about six months. See what we're about. Let us see what you're about. And you'll be praying. And if God has something for you in that direction, then you can speak to the music guy or to this or get involved. There's a lot of ministries. And we encourage them to just get involved at the bottom and work their way up. Let God take care of it. Amen. It's not so we're not. God's not looking for talent. He's just looking for people's availability to serve as God is directing because otherwise you fall into the same worldly model of just looking for talented people. And then what leads the ministry is pride and seniority and pecking order. And 
That's not the way to serve. The only type of leadership is servant leadership is the Lord Jesus Christ. So we're very fortunate in that we didn't come from denominations, but Pastor Chuck Smith set a great model for us in that he came out of denominations. He came out of Foursquare Ministries. And um, and, and he saw all the politics, all the uh, mechanical maneuvering and the times very, very partial and political and all. And so he just wanted to see God work, and he believed that if you pray, God will open those doors, and then as you walk through those doors in obedience, then God will direct and guide. So we kind of just say, okay, Lord, if you have this for then you make it work. Amen. And it's just like a church. If God's in a church, then you feed the flock, and God will add to the church. Not programs, not activities, not because you give a dozen balloons away. Or, you know, whatever it is. But God asked to the church. As I said Sunday night when I was speaking to people and we started the introduction to um, Malachi. I said, if if you're coming here for for anything but the word of God, then I don't want you. Amen. Many people go to church for programs, what they're offering their kids, the type of uh, um, gyms they have or whatever it may be. Then that's not really the true motive for coming if, if you're coming because you love the Lord and you love the Word of God and you're being taught and then God will direct and guide you and gift you and all that, that's the order, you know. So it's something that's contrary to our natural nature for us to obey the Lord and to let, it, let Him do it His way. And that's really the best way because otherwise, like Chuck used to say, if, um, if you have to strive to attain, you have to strive to maintain. Right. And so we are open, whether it be the... Um, medical outreaches that we do or whatever it is, we're, we're willing that if, if this is the last one, it's okay. Then that means God will have something else. Amen. Because so, God, God's right. the one. He, he loves these people. Right. So we want to exactly. do ministry where he wants and how he wants. Yeah. It seems pretty obvious to me that the people that you're doing, you're going to serve, in this case in Baja, California, in Mexico, they really uh, – they receive a great benefit. How would you characterize the benefit? Because there's a lot of different services. What's the most important thing that they get? The gospel. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just like we were talking earlier. You know, it's uh, you, you get involved with all the organizing and the goings on of the, of the uh, event. And then you get tired physically. And after a while, you kind of lose track where you're there. And then the altar call comes out and you see these people going receive it and that's god remind you there it is that's where we're here and uh everything else just fades up and we've been really fortunate for most of the events that you guys have been involved with there's a local church that's that there where we can encourage people to go and seek the lord people who've made a commitment to christ and uh, it really is amazing how open people are in mexico to the gospel of jesus Mm -hmm. at this have you seen that change over the years as you've been involved, have you seen people more open to the gospel? You think? I believe so. Yeah, especially nowadays, I believe people are just uh, hungry for some uh, for the word, for hope, mm-hmm. uh, and they'll they'll go to these places where normally in the beginning it wouldn't. It was kind of hard to get people there, and it's it's, it's change. Yeah, Amen. and they're yeah. searching, yeah. and and it's cool because you know I see 
that, you know, you're giving out the gospel from the stage and the main area, but also the gospel's being spread in each of these areas that, of service. You know, you it's have true. doctors praying with yeah. patients. Yeah. You know, you have the food um, people, you know, sharing a little bit there. And the kids, you know, everything is a VBS style. So mm-hmm. so it's given in all areas. So they're all passing out tracts. Exactly. Yeah. Gospels of John. Mm-hmm. They speak to individuals online and all that, yes. you know, and, and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. That it's not just um, something mechanical you're doing, uh, something that you're forced to do. It's something that you have a vision for from the Lord and the mm-hmm. Lord takes care of it. You know what I mean? And that makes all, all the difference in the world. All the difference in the world. So now as you, all these people are training and preparing for the event. The, uh, I guess, uh, food food uh, process people are uh, cooking and preparing to feed people. And they've got vacation Bible school and all the other different areas. of All these people, do they have in their minds that the gospel is really the focal point of what they're doing? Do they Are they all prepared in that kind of way as well? I believe so, Tony. I believe so. I think that, that we're all... In the same in the same mindset in the same page that that's what we're there for. We're not there to do the service, which that comes along with our our uh, with the gospel. But is the primary is the gospel, and and, and mm-hmm. hey, you see them, you see yeah. them take stop and take the opportunity to share the gospel with people, or or talk to people. Now, all, all these participants, all the volunteers who are going down, this is this is a pretty. This is going to be the tiredest. Saturday of their year, probably <laughs> from what it sounds like, what kind of practical benefit do you see them uh, achieving? Do they, what kind of benefit do they, as they come back, do, do you hear stories of people share with you of uh, what they've received? I, I do. I hear stories, you know, of their interactions with the locals there as they're sharing, as they hear other people's stories and they get a chance to share the gospel. They're blessed. You know, they're encouraged in their walk or they're strengthened by they see the Lord's hand upon these people's lives. You know, so um, most definitely they see, you know, God's work, right? They mm-hmm. they see it exercise in a very tangible way. Amen. And sometimes you need to see that. Because, you know, as you're preparing, it's all kind of theoretical. Right. Sure. Yes. It's all just head knowledge. I want to go down there. I want to do this. I'm going to serve the Lord. God's going to do great things. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. But when you actually get there and you're talking to people in person, I would think that's very different. Yes, it is. And, you know, and, and, and bottom line is that I always get blessed more than the people that I believe in. And, and they, at times it gets me embarrassed. You know, that, no, that's an, <laughs> that's an important point. Yes. You just said you get blessed more than the people that the you people go there that, to serve. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so now another question along the same line. Pastor X, do you believe that, for instance, activity like this, does this actually benefit the church as a whole in sure, a powerful sure, way? Sure, sure, You know, the whole thing is that um, the Bible is very clear that um, everybody fits somewhere in the body of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, the illustration that Paul gives is a, uh, an illustration that never ceases to be understood by every generation, a human body. And the different members, the hands, the feet, the ears, and so on and so forth. Um and the whole principle is that you belong somewhere in that body. You function somewhere. You serve some purpose. Um, it's not for the pastor to tell you what part you are or when you are to serve. You're to know that you're to serve, and you're to go to the Lord to find out what part you are. And you do it not in competition, but in understanding that you're a complement, a completion of the whole. Um, and that you do it as unto the Lord. And that as you do that, you're being fed. Jesus said... Um, 
I have meat that you know not of. Amen. To his disciples when he was ministering to the woman of Samaria. And um, some of the most selfish and carnal Christians that are worse than people that aren't saving the world are those who don't serve. They're the most miserable. Amen. Amen. The, the best thing for you is to get involved in the work of Jesus Christ because as you go out, you get to see how fortunate you are, how blessed you are that you have life and hope and you're able to impart this by the grace of God just like you received it and you realize that it's only God who has enabled you and who has gone before you and the miracles he will do before your eyes as he ministers to somebody. Mm -hmm. um, a doctor's there with all the medicine, everything else, and a doctor will be praying for a person. We experience this at different times. Uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Graciela, yes. you know, she prayed with this individual that was bent over, couldn't even walk in painful. And here she is, a doctor, before she even examines him or anything, she lays hands and prays <laughs> on him. And the Lord just raised them up and healed them there. Is that amazing? Is that unbelievable? That, those are the things that are amazing because you realize God's hand upon the work. Yes. And it's very important. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and when you when people come back and they see that or just serve the Lord and they see the grace of God, that's food that no one knows about. Amen. And so you have to eat. You have to exercise. So you have to get in the Word of God, and then you have to put it to practice. And if you don't, you become stagnant. Mm -hmm. you, be, you turn inward rather than outward. Yes. We have as our bent as non-believers uh, always being self-centered. When we're Christians, it's still there. If we don't walk in the Spirit, we will walk in the flesh. If we don't work for the Lord and live for the Lord, we will live for ourselves, though you may be saved. Though you'll be in heaven, but you're living for yourself, not for others. And so that's constant. So if you get born again when you're 18, you're going to live to be 80. You've got a long haul. Amen. And you're going to have to remind yourself all the time because the natural bend is to turn inward and to focus on yourself. It's interesting. I share that all the time with people as they're coming to church. They, they come for the scripture. They want to get fed, but they need to have an attitude of service. They yeah. need to be willing to offer themselves, to be ready to encourage and uh, however God has gifted them. Um, Luis, earlier we were talking about the fact that not everybody who goes on an event like this really knows where they're going to fit in. Exactly. And so you as overseers, I imagine you guys see a lot of people and see them see God kind of refine that calling for them, even in the one day event where God eventually gets them to the place where they can offer. It must be fun to see that. Oh, it is. It is. You know, one it takes a big load off my shoulders <laughs> because I know now that it's going to happen and uh, all the worries go away and you just let God just put people where they need to be. And that's so important to have the confidence that the Lord is the one who's really going to do it and that he will. He he's, will. He's Absolutely. there. His spirit Absolutely. is working. And there are people at home praying for you. Yes. And that God, is, God is so faithful. You know, Luis and, and Vero, you, you guys have seen it there many, many times where even uh, some people will take maybe a, um, a non-believer to help. They want to go. Mm -hmm. And they go. And they get saved because of that. Yes. Yes. Or they take a, a, a young kid who's in the church that really is not walking too good. He's having some problems and he goes and he gets turned on for the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Gets turned around, 
and 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 we always have a group of you know there's people that are designated for certain things and that but then there's a group that just go to help they're just a worker whatever it is they're flexible and and whatever the need is they jump in yes and, and that's the, the the i mean lord just incredible in all that he does like me if you've just tuned in you're listening to keep it simple with pastor xavier reese and we're focusing on current ministry issues here and around the world We will be right back with you after these messages. We begin our character studies of different individuals of the Bible, and what better place than Adam? There are many women in the scriptures who are models of virtue and the grace of God, and certainly Abigail is one of them high on the list. Pastor Xavier Reese presents the significant people of scripture with his character studies of the Bible series, now available in MP3 audio format on a USB flash drive. This PC or Mac-compatible flash drive contains 169 messages in all, highlighting various figures throughout the Old and New Testaments. We want to begin our study of Mary by looking at the Annunciation. Our character study is Pontius Pilate. Tonight we'll be looking at Paul. From Adam and Eve to the Twelve Apostles and many, many more, Pastor Xavier Reese's Character Studies of the Bible USB flash drive makes a great study tool for the new believer and a perfect reference guide for the whole church. Get yours at the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. That's the Character Studies of the Bible USB flash drive at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. The mission of Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry is to encourage and strengthen the women of the body in the word of the Lord so that they might endure life's trials in His power and strength. And the instruction of God's Word to women by women plays such an important role in the church body. That's why we're blessed to make available the Women's Bible Studies Flash Drive. It's an audio compilation featuring past Bible studies from the Calvary Chapel Pasadena Women's Ministry. Loaded onto a reusable USB flash drive, you're able to hear the teachings from your home computer or take them with you on your mobile device. Included are women's Bible study teaching series such as Characteristics of a Godly Woman and Lessons Learned from Women of the Old and New Testament, book studies from the Psalms, the Gospels, and many, many more enclosed together on the Women's Bible Studies flash drive. Look for it in the audio messages section of our online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, addressing issues of consequence for the church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. And you are back with us again here at Keep It Simple, talking with Pastor Pastor Xavier, you know that ad that we just heard for uh, the Women's Study Flash Drives brings to mind the fact that tonight here at the church we're having the Women's Summer Series, yes, which we do yes. annually in the summertime. The ladies have three special studies, and they bring in uh, guest speakers to address the women. The uh, topic for tonight is at the feet of Jesus for instruction. Yes. And so if there are anybody listening out there, ladies in the uh, local Pasadena area who are interested, we encourage you, come on out tonight at 7 p.m., and we will be here. We are... Uh, Currently at, on the show with uh, our friends Luis and Veronica Rocha and talking about a recent uh, trip that they completed to Mexico, an opportunity, outreach opportunity. And you, even more than that, kind of your history and the involvement in uh, missions ministry that you folks have been in. First, you guys are involved in a lot of different ministries around here, aren't you? Uh, uh, yes, I guess. You know, it's a- <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I, never, I want to see I, you deny that one, Luis. <laughs> <laughs> I never think about it that way. It's uh, it's it's become part of a. Uh, yeah, but uh, you guys have your fingerprints on all, all <laughs> kinds of stuff around here. I mean, uh, you're involved in children's ministry. You do coordinating for children's ministry. Yes. I know that you're involved in. Uh, 99.9% of all the graphic art that goes on in the church. And Veronica is your uh, personal critic. <laughs> yes, I do that very well. <laughs> we, we appreciate your efforts. How long have you folks been involved in missions work? Back to what do you think? When did you get started in this area? I would say probably soon after we, we came to Christ. Okay. Um, let's see. You know, I, I, was thinking about it, and, and you you don't realize it until you you're asked this question. Amen. You know, and and that's that's great because that's the Lord. <laughs> you know, and um, in looking back, we've probably been doing this now for twenty plus years. Yeah. And um, you know, we started like you said. You know, maybe I think Louise started first. You know, going out with um, at that time um, we used to do out of Pasadena the Mexico uh, orphanage. Okay. And that was like a monthly thing. And we used to go once a month. And what and, would you do when you would go to the orphanage down there, Luis? Uh, we would basically uh, clean their facilities because they were always a mess. Um, uh, we teach the kids crafts and, and so forth. Just deal with the kids a lot, you mm-hmm. know, which is something that they didn't have in, in the orphanage. Now, was this a facility that was run by believers? Yes, it yes. was. Okay, yes. good. Yes. Yeah. That's neat. But uh, it was run by another church, I believe. I forget who it was. Mm-hmm. And, we would uh, help feed the children, yeah. you know, bathe the babies and and give them like a little VBS. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And were there a lot of people from the church who would go along with you? Uh, there wasn't that a many. Small that group. Yeah, a small group. Yeah, small group of about, what, 10? Yeah, maybe? I would say 10 yeah. and, and different different individuals. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, it would, it would fluctuate and it was... Yeah. And yes. this is your introduction to ministry in another country. Yes. Yes, yes it was. Yes. And, you know, what's interesting, too, is that um, there are people that come to the church here that they just go alone or three or four or mm-hmm. five, and they just go do ministry as the Lord leads them. In other words, they don't need our permission. Right. We're not here as to control people. We're here to give that example, that encouragement, that direction, but... God will call and direct people. They go every week. They go different places, do different things. There's people that just go out to Old Town here and anywhere the Lord leads them, and they pass out track. They share the Lord. We have a ministry that goes out there and does that. But they and they are part of it, I'm sure. But they just their people obey the Lord. The Lord is the one that's going to direct people. That's very important. That's got to be really exciting for you. Yeah, that's because important. that's the fruit of what you're seeking for on a weekly basis as you instruct people. Got to be an encouragement. Pretty awesome. Now, you are today involved with the same group of people that all those same people that were involved in the orphanage years ago. Oh no, no, it's it's, it changes all the time, and it's uh, you know, I was thinking about this morning how what prompted me to get started on on missions. Amen. And and I will say it will be as we were new believers, obedience. Obedience. Okay. Well, God says this. Let's try it. Mm-hmm. And out of that, it just kind of developed. Uh, that, so now, that, the first time you went out, you didn't really know that this was going to be something I, I you were going to. No. I didn't know anything. I just, I just went out and and it says, "Well, that's what God." 
Yeah. Not at all. And I think it's true. Like Louis says, obedience. And and if you even go back to like Pastor Xavier has always taught, you know, you go out and preach. Your your preaching starts as soon as you step out the door. Amen. And even though you didn't maybe know how or or figure out how you were going to do that, you depended upon the Lord and you trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. Not that we know any better. Yeah. Better. We're still learning. But you know, like you said, it's amazing when you trust the Lord and you step out. Amazing things happen. Yes. And and Absolutely. you're not you're never disappointed. Yeah. But you know, there's also an added um, benefit within a family, a Christian family. As a father and mother go out and their examples, they live the gospel out. They give the gospel. They whether it be short missions just across the border here, whether it be long missions across the sea, it doesn't matter. Um, that that also is a great example for their children. It doesn't mean their children will obey and follow God. Hopefully we pray that they are born again, they do that. But the model, the example, the trust is there so that that gospel, that model is passed down from the father to the son to the daughter to the grandchildren so that it's something that's alive, something that's personal, something that's individual, realizing in response to the love of God, my responsibility and accountability to God, not to a church per se, not to a denomination, not to a a, a mission board, but to what God would have me to do. That's important. Amen. And you know, it's interesting, you folks shared that you actually saw that in a practical way this past weekend. One of the uh, residents... In, in Baja that you guys go and helps with ministries is uh, Victor Meral, who's, by the way, whose birthday it is today. I don't know if anybody's listening out there, but Victor's birthday is today. He had a whole group of his grandchildren yes. and nieces and nephews and other people. There were about five or six or seven different kids mm-hmm. who were his relatives who showed up. And how did they do? Yes. Wonderful. They <laughs> were great. Yeah. And mean, that's awesome. Yes. Uh, Victor was Delighted to have them there. Amen. And his kids were working, and they were having a great time just uh, doing the, the Lord's work. And they step right in. You know, Amen. they step right in as the Lord directs them and, and exercise their gifts, whatever that may be. I know his niece ended up, you know, helping translate, you know, where Amen. the kids, I think someone had said that eventually they were running the games. They were. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I heard. He had like a five-year-old grandson who was over there who had never been to Mexico before. And he's over there serving and learning. And because ministry is something that you catch, you know, it's contagious when you see the Lord work in somebody's life. Now, you mentioned a couple of minutes ago that the people who are involved in this work, the organized effort to go down and serve, turns over regularly. Is that is that pretty normal uh, for people who are involved to to have the uh, the group? Uh, change over the years dramatically? I I would say so. I would say so. Just as, as the Lord sends out the disciples to go out and preach. And, and Pastor Xavier has always taught about equipping the body and mm-hmm. teaching the next generation and equipping them to go out and share the gospel. And so I think you actually see that, Tony, in 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 the transition of the people that filter through through the years. You know, mm-hmm. you always have your core. I it, think. Is it difficult to see people that you've trained and kind of poured yourself into take off and go off and, you know, wherever, if they're going to serve somewhere else or something? No, I take joy in it. Yeah. I think it's yes. great, you know. Uh-huh. That so really, that's part of what you want. Yes. Absolutely. You know, they, they go, as as Pastor Savior says, you know, he teaches, they go out and teach other people. Yeah. And yeah. it just it just keeps on going. 
And that, and that's interesting too and, and very important because as we, we're trusting the Lord is in this ministry, whatever it may be, whether it's the medical or something else. And, and we're trusting God's in it and that He will always provide the people. So we're not, we're, we're, we're the only way we trust people is if they're trusting the Lord. Mm-hmm. So we're not trusting that people would not let us down. We're trusting the Lord not to let us down. And so God will bring somebody else at his time. He'll keep that ministry going to our amazement. There's always going to be a core of people. You also have the cultural dynamic that goes on with the culture today that people are not committed at times. You see it in, um, you know, 40 years ago, people bought a house. They lived in that house all their life. Um, after that, it started getting shorter and shorter, 10 years, 5 years, whatever. And it it came also in marriage. Even though you didn't get along, you stayed together. But then the culture came and says, well, you don't have to. And so the culture teaches us to not be consistent, to be self-centered, to quit, to live for ourselves. Those dynamics are still working within the culture, even in the Christian community. If we don't apply the Spirit of God, then we will respond the same way. So you do have people that just change churches like they would move in a house. If there's no commitment or nothing, again, they're living for themselves. So they're, But again, God is faithful that he's the one that asked for his church. He's the one responsible for opening those doors and closing them. He's the one responsible for calling and drawing close the people. He's the one responsible for giving the gifts of the Spirit and the direction, the wisdom for that event and doing it all. And so our trust is in the Lord. We thank God for people, but our trust is not in people. Our trust is in the Lord. Well, if, if that's true, then you're, you guys, you don't really pressure, right. pressure people to participate or to come on, step up. You've got to get this done. What if somebody comes up to you and they said, well, you know, I've been doing this and serving in this ministry, but I'm just not going to be able to go next month. And so I'm sorry, I can't, you know. How do you respond to that? We ask them to pray for us. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. And and they do. Yes. You know, and yeah. they pray for us and as the Lord directs, just as, as you know, he always provides exactly what we need. He always provides. And it's really it sounds like it's really liberating, you know, because from what Pastor Xavier, the whole philosophy of ministry, it's not incumbent upon you to make it happen. No. You know, it's really the Lord's work. And you, I would imagine you have to remind yourself of that as you encounter difficulties or... And the Lord reminds us, Tony, you know, as the Holy Spirit works, you know, all the time, you know, that that it's Him moving, you know, it's His Spirit. And, you know, as as, as we go along and through the trip and, and, you know, something always goes wrong. A saint is always there to hinder the the, the work and it's suspected. Yeah. And uh, it's just... How what how are you gonna react? Are you gonna leave it to the Lord, or you're gonna start you know, trying to fix it yourself? You know, fortunately, the Lord takes takes care of it much better than we do. And, uh, you know, it always happens; yeah. it never fails. It's interesting that Paul the Apostle says, um, "God has opened a mighty door, many adversaries." Yes, mm-hmm. it's different how we see it differently than him. He saw adversaries as a great open door. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we look at it as an opposition, right? And right. and sometimes it is. Yeah, that's not to say it isn't, but the opposition was not the determining factor where whether it was the open door of the Lord. 
It was him knowing that God had opened that door. That was the focus. Mm -hmm. So when God opens the door, we know there will be attacks, there will be opposition, there will be difficulty. Um, Just crossing the border, Mm -hmm. it begins way before that, but let's just take it from there. You've got to deal with the custom agents, you know, as you're going over. It's the Mexican side that's looking at it. Do they let you through with the medicine? Are they going to delay you? Are they going to keep some of the medicine? Are they going to want to bribe? Are they this and that? It starts from there. Mm-hmm. And you've got five, seven, 10, 15 cars. You're praying, what if three of them don't get through? Mm-hmm. So you've got all those dynamics that go on again if God's in each. You're trusting him and he's doing all that. And so every step of the way, you guys see that or whoever goes out there. When we did medical hours to Nias, to that, the great uh, you know, tsunami that came and all that, the things that we saw. And there, so again, the main thing is that if you're moving and you're making yourself open to God, then you're the one that receives the benefit Absolutely. in every way. Yes. You know what I mean? So there's two types of Christians. There's Dead Sea Christians and there's Sea of Galilee's. And the Sea of Galilee is fresh and it's is reserved. It's got three headwaters that run into it, and it's ever full, and it's got great fresh water. Uh, one of those, the Jordan River, goes down to the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea is dead; nothing lives in it. It is so; it has no outlet, so it only receives. The Jordan receives and gives. Mm-hmm. Christians who receive but don't give, they turn into Dead Seas. Amen. Very, very important. I want to be a Sea of Galilee. Amen. It's not natural to be a Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. It's natural to be a, a Dead Sea. Exactly. God is, God is so good. You know, Pastor Xavier, you mentioned people crossing the border. And I know the culture, the, the secular culture that we live in is always working in some subtle way to oppose the work of ministry. Now, from news reports and things that I have heard here in the United States, I would think that it has gotten much more difficult for people to go to Mexico because there seems to be this tension between the U.S. and Mexico uh, revolving, I don't know whether it's President Trump or what it might be, but there seems to be uh, some kind of problem. And I would be, personally, just from the information that I get, suspect that it would be a much more difficult thing to do ministry. Have you guys experienced any kind of... Not at all. You know, the political scene just kind of kind of fades away it dissipates yeah. yeah when when you're involved with the christ uh work it just it's not there so if there are people out there thinking about getting involved in mexico um they shouldn't be discouraged absolutely not it's huh? absolutely not. interesting yeah. and this is for all of mexico not just the borders i mean certainly through the years we've seen it increase mm-hmm. um when you're talking about 30 40 years ago um there was very little active Very little evan- evangelism and stuff like mm-hmm. that and churches being established and and I'm talking about over the border, Tijuana and all the towns, border towns there and even into the country of Mexico all over. Mm-hmm. But through the years, we've seen a greater increase and in, in people being more obedient and going out and God has raised them. So the level of, 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 um, of Christianhood, of, of Christian, not Catholic, but Christian converts, has increased tremendously in Mexico. And I think it has affected also the people around it, the cities and everything else for good. Amen. Because whenever people come to the Lord, families benefit, fathers benefit, mothers, sons, grandchildren, neighbors, neighborhoods, cities, a country. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. I think it's probably very difficult to kind of estimate that. But it's, it's huge. It's powerful. Because yeah. the lives, if you look at your life, 
and as you came to faith in Christ and how uh, your children, your grandchildren, and beyond that, how the Lord has just used this and how he will in the years to come. It's diff- very difficult to, to estimate. Now, you folks are involved. You've got to turn over all the time. You're constantly training people to do the work of ministry in specific areas of responsibility. And I'm, I'm sure it starts out gradual, but you're constantly involved in that. That must keep you busy. Uh, yes and no. You know what? It's most people that uh, really want to serve out there, uh-huh. they're open to do anything. And as you know, once we get there and things start changing, we're missing this, we're missing that, someone didn't to show do, up. Right. You know what? Someone's always ready to step in and fill the gap. And so, you know, yeah, there is some training, and but it's amazing how people are wide open to do other things. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. as we, we speak to them there, I mean, that's one of the, uh, the things that stands out to me with uh, brothers and sisters in the Lord that are you flexible uh-huh. to do what the Lord has yeah, you to do? Not just this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, we were talking about this before the broadcast and that people may show up and, and have some desire to get involved in ministry, but you're really dependent upon their commitment. Mm-hmm. They really do have to be committed. Yes. And if they are, then they will find that place where God has equipped them for, and they will become effective in the area. Some people never arrive at that. Uh, They're just not really committed. They show up and they're around and then that's it. That's all. And then the Lord directs them. You show them maybe just the basics, you know, of organization or, or whatever it may be. But like you said, the Lord's going to direct them and put them right where they need to be and equip them and change it because it, it's dynamic. You know, it changes according to how the need is. Because I even see that, Tony, where where maybe we're sharing the gospel a certain way, then all of a sudden that needs to change. Mm-hmm. Our approach mm-hmm. changes, mm-hmm. but not the gospel. Mm-hmm. You know, and and so so do the people, and so do, does the body that's being trained up. You know, it's just something new. I just um, I was thinking about a lot of the people that were sharing there down in Mexico, you know, a lot of them now are, are, you know, people that have come from the United States and are in Mexico, you know, so Amen. they have a need there. And, and God raises up people that will be able to share with them or have something in common where they can reach them. So I think it's, it's really cool. You see, it's amazing to me because the thing that really uh, facilitates the work in such a powerful way is the perspective that you all have that the ministry belongs to the Lord. Absolutely. That he has a plan for it, that it's according to his purpose. And basically, you're just filling in the gaps for at his direction and waiting upon him. And so then, as you said earlier, Louis, something always goes wrong. When things go sideways, it doesn't, you're not in a dead end. Right. Exactly. You don't have to come up with an answer right. yes. because God knew this was going to happen. And so you're just basically, correct me if I'm wrong, you're looking for his, his direction in that particular. All the time. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You know, there's a, it seems for you folks that there's kind of a balance that you see that the Lord is responsible for the outworking of the ministry. But at the same time, you all really do take ownership of the work that you're doing. You, it's not like you don't take it seriously. 
and the people who are involved with you, you go forward, you do the best that you can, and you really in, invest yourself. Is that an accurate appraisal of how it works? Yeah, I, I believe so. I would so. say so. Yeah. Do you, Pastor X, do We're you? We're committed. <laughs> amen. Well, yeah, it's obvious. Do you, do you see those um, particular issues as biblical ministry? Is that what biblical ministry needs to look like? Sure. The model, um, the model is Jesus. He's the ultimate model. And uh, there's no other um, type of servant but servant leadership. There's no leadership on top. It's servant leadership. And it's, um, let the mind be in you, which is in Christ Jesus, Philippians 2, 5. You know, as, um, as God, he emptied himself of his glory and he took on flesh and he came and he humbled himself, being obedient to the death of the cross. And he washed feet and he served people. He took insults, everything. Um, not because he needed something, but because he wanted to give something. And so whether it be a pastor, um, system pastor, a normal Christian, whatever it is, if, if we don't have the mind of Christ of servanthood, then we're really not even good to ourselves. We're really a detriment to ourselves. And, uh, worse yet, we, we duplicate ourselves like that. Then we're really, um, we're, it's a disservice. It's a disservice to the church, and yeah. it's a bad example for what the church or a Christian is. Now, Pastor X, do you need to be present at all of these events in order for things to, to operate the way that they're supposed no, to? No. I used to go. Sometimes I don't go. But lately, I haven't gone. So, in other words, you've got to be able to let go and let God take care of the people. They, other, I can't do everything. I can't be everywhere. And you pray and let God raise people up, and they take over the ministries, and they take care of them. God is big enough. And if it's you know? the Lord. If it's the Lord, he's going to be in it. Amen. That doesn't mean you don't oversee. You're not aware of certain things. You have assistance. You talk to leaders and all that. Um, so there's there's a set organization in terms of connection and understanding about the principles of leadership. And because we go over leadership all the time and we have ministry schools, so we all understand we're all on the same page. We know that it's God's church. He adds to the church. God saves. We don't. God raises up, God anoints, God equips. We depend on the Lord. We're here to serve everybody, anybody. We're not a doormat, but we'll serve anybody. Amen. And so when you continue to just pass that understanding and that vision for being a Christian, then that's the philosophy of ministry. Amen. <clears throat> the nuts and bolts get put together. But it's the attitude, the perspective. Do I have the right perspective what I am to be as a Christian as part of that body? Now, again, Pastor X is, you know, we're on the radio today. We're talking to churches, some of them all over the world. There may be ministries that we're speaking to not in a position to do anything like this. How do we encourage them in terms of outreaching and serving the Lord in that regard? It starts the first step outside your church. You go out there witnessing, passing tracks, ministering to the community. If you there's a need in the community for certain things, pray. <clears throat> Let God direct and guide you. So it's not a matter of just creating programs, but is God directing, blessing? Are you open for God to direct you? So it can be in various things. It can be in, in the neighborhood uh, kids that are there. It can You have to see maybe to the, the nearest park where people hang out on Saturday. Um you have to pray to see what God does, but, but God will direct and guide you. And we know there's an opportunity. To reach the community. Yes, you have to reach the community. And as you mentioned, as God opens the door, we want to make sure that the Scripture 
is in the forefront. Yes, the gospel is it. We're not there to send and to give ourselves. Um, We're there to give Christ Jesus, the gospel. The gospel saves. We don't. Amen. Folks, we are so grateful for your efforts, for all, all of those who serve and help with all that you do alongside you. And I understand uh, that actually in this, this most recent trip, you had some additional help from people who were outside the church. There was another group involved who was in Mexico with you? Yes, like, like Pastor Gear had mentioned earlier, that sometimes there's non-believers that come along. Okay. And we had um, local locals there that came. And some of those doctors that are benevolent, they come, they serve their time, or not serve their time, but, you know, um, give their time. <laughs> and they're hearing the gospel as well. Amen. Right. You know, Amen. and that's, that's, that's tremendous. And then we had a group that um, was staying with Victor, okay. um, a group of kids from Iowa. Iowa, Iowa. 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 Yes. <laughs> Iowa okay. that came and, and they were a great asset. You know, they came alongside and, and they just took direction and the Lord uses them. What a coincidence. So, yeah. They just happened to be there. Exactly. <laughs> Do you think the Filled Lord knew the about gap. that? <laughs> That's so awesome. Again, you know, it's just awesome for us always as we see the Lord's hand revealed in the work of ministry. And we're grateful for all the people. And, you know, honestly, it's hard for me to look at our church here in Pasadena and think that this is normal, that churches all over the country. But there are so many people who are involved in serving such a high percentage of the people in the church. And why does that happen? Why is that happening here? And you have to think it's because of the teaching of the scripture. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And again, the obedience of the people. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you can be fed all you want and just sit around and get fat. Mm-hmm. But uh, we're praying and we're, we're teaching. We're giving the example. We're giving the opportunity. So a lot of those things God uses and everything else. And, but even in that aspect, I think that the majority of people don't don't participate. Amen. I think that the work of the Lord gets done by the very few. I think that the majority of Christians today, more than ever before, just come to church. As I tell them from the pulpit, don't just go to church; be the church. Mm-hmm. And most people don't. Even if you hear, you know, how often parents tell their children, you know, do this, that, but. If you have some rebellious kids that don't take what they've taught, then they do what they want. Well, it's no different for Christians. Exactly. But it's yeah. always the, the minority. Yeah. And the scripture the scripture really bears witness. Many are called. Yeah. You know, a few chosen, unfortunately. Exactly. Yes. But but that's very true, Pastor, that as they step out in faith, then they don't see that there is a benefit for their family. Yes. Absolutely. You know, yes. As they yes. walk with God. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. We're really grateful you guys take the time to come and share with us today. Thank Thank you. you. We know it probably isn't exactly what you wanted to do this morning. (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, great to have the information available for people and to encourage the hearts of those who are people struggling, want to serve, and they don't know what to do or how to step out, and they need to trust the Lord. And and if you're out there and you don't know Jesus Christ, we pray that um, um, God has ministered to you. God loves you. He cares for you. He died for you. He rose from the dead. And he loves you so much that he wants to forgive you of your sin. And it's based on what he did for you. He became sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him in Second Corinthians 5, 21. And if you will call upon his name, believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you shall be saved, the Bible says. You're trusting what God did for you, 
not what you can do for yourself. If you're waiting to deserve salvation, you will end up in hell. You'll never deserve salvation. You have to receive it by grace, knowing that Christ died for you in your place, literally tasted death for you, hid your sin as far as he says the West if he saves you, and he makes you a son and a daughter of God. So if you're out there right now in Jesus' name, just ask him, Lord, save me. Forgive me for all my sins. Baptize me with your Holy Spirit. Make me your son and daughter in Jesus' name. He will save you right where you're at right now. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in to Keep It Simple. And we encourage you to tune in next week and every week. And if you can, communicate with us. You can reach us at simpletruths at ccpas.com. Have a wonderful week. The Lord bless you. You've been listening to Keep It Simple with your host, Pastor Xavier Reese on Simple Truths Radio. We hope today's broadcast has informed, encouraged, and challenged you in your own personal walk with Christ. For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.